You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Erin Harks. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mistress of None. I say welcome back. This is the top of the episode, uh, but I've been gone for a little bit. There's been a bit of a hiatus. Um, Thanks for those of you that asked when I was coming back. You made me feel missed and that felt good, but there were a couple of reasons why I needed to take a little time off. Uh, Some of them are pretty obvious. I mean, I had a lot going on with the release of the special, which came out great. The show that we had for the release was great. The response has been awesome. Everything's been swell, but it took all that I had and I was left with like next to no energy. I know every episode leading up to it, I talked about how tired I was. So I apologize for uh, the repetition, but I'm back and I'm good and happy new year. Hope it's not too late to say that. Uh, there's no guest this episode. I'm going to be the only guest because I got some stuff to to share and to disclose and uh, we're going to be back to weekly now and I have some great guests coming up. And I'm not planning on taking any breaks anytime soon. I've got the time now. I am very excited to put more effort into this. Uh, To start off, if you are listening right now and you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please go do that now. There's a link from my website, erinharks.com, because I'm going to start showing some videos of the interviews that I've done. And I think they're pretty interesting, and I think you might too. Um, you can turn it on if you're not interested, then, you know, leave the room cause I'll still get the clicks and the likes. But, uh, one of the biggest things that I'm trying to do this year in my whole redirection in my whole mistress of none focus is monetize my YouTube page with content and whatnot. I don't even know what that means. I just hear people saying it and I figured it was something that I needed to do. So that's what I'm doing now. It's a joke, obviously, but I'm focusing more on the comedy Um, I do not play a lot of those music shows anymore, um, as I've mentioned, and, um, it's still a little balance for me to, uh, to have pulled away. It's like quitting my day job all over again. And like my last day job, I'm not going back to it. I might take a, a gig here or there with the circumstances are right, but, uh, I have to find other ways to supplement that income, uh, without doing those gigs anymore. I just, we know this. Again, sorry, I repeat myself. I haven't talked to you guys in a while, so I have no idea what I've talked about and what I haven't. So let's do this. Okay, so there's been a lot going on in the capital region lately, and I'm not going to comment too much on it because I am still, like a lot of other people, waiting to hear Um what happens waiting to hear what comes out but uh in a nutshell in a very vague nutshell uh somebody that I worked with for a very long time and somebody that actually helped with the podcast it was revealed that they had some indiscretions in their past and an article was shared and other stories are kind of popping up now and uh everybody's just kind of in limbo um for me I wanted to believe my friend, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's really hard. It's really hard to know what's what these days. And so I'm kind of just removing myself from the situation. 
Um, I know I'm being super vague, but I really don't want to get in any traps where I end up being in trouble. I just think that the whole situation sucks ass. And what I have been doing, the best thing that I can possibly do is make the best of a bad situation. And with that, I have been meeting with and collaborating with and talking with other creatives in the capital region to try and start something new. Um, I think we need a safe place for creatives where, I don't know, where we don't find out terrible things about people that we don't know if they're true or not. Again, it's such a tricky, touchy situation. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's not that hard to figure it out. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, honestly, you're probably better off because I was talking to somebody uh, just a couple of days ago and they hadn't heard a thing and I envied them. So again, for those that don't know and those that don't live nearby that are out of the loop, I apologize. So that's actually all that I'm going to say about that. But that is also one of the reasons why it took me a bit to get my podcast back up and running. Um because that person had something to do with getting the podcast out there. So I had to kind of get that back. And now it's back and it's mine and it's all mine. Like many other things in my life, I tend to just need to be in control of it so that I know it's done my way and the right way. And I'm excited and we're going to try some new things with this. I Like I said, it's not always going to have guests uh, because honestly, that was a little too time consuming. The people that I want to interview, the people that I am most fascinated by, obviously, imagine their schedules up against my schedules and trying to find a time to make it all work. And it was just getting really difficult. And I would rather stay engaged with everybody on a weekly basis than try and tire myself out. Um, that's my rule for 2024 is to go easy. And some of you are probably laughing because that seems impossible for me. But I am. I am going to try to to go easy. I'm going to do all the things that I love, but I'm not going to make myself sick doing them. And I'm not going to tire myself out. Because, you know, that's no fun. And then people aren't getting 100% of me. So I say that at, you know, it's like 7.30 at night when I'm recording this and I'm still in my pajamas. So... You can believe it. But I've gotten a lot of work done today, too. So I don't ever just really sit around. Oh, boy. What else? So I am doing a lot more comedy. And it's been a hustle. But it's been awesome. I'm really, I'm getting excited. I'm doing enough new stuff now that I'm almost, and by almost, I still mean like six months out, almost ready to record a new special. I know you guys are probably groaning because you just got done hearing about the old special, but I'm excited. I've been writing a lot and I've been trying to like ad lib a little bit when I'm up there and even try a little crowd work, which used to terrify me. And it's been going well. So I think I'm going to keep trying it. Uh, one of the big things that's happening right now is that I've been going down to New York Comedy Club in the city. I got past there last year. And uh, now I'm hosting on a regular basis down there, which is awesome. But I've noticed like two of my favorite comedians that host down there, uh, they show these videos all the time of them engaging with the audiences. And it's so funny and it's so off the cuff. 
Um, but to me, it's always been such a terrifying thing because it's not like trying a new joke and seeing if it works or not. It's trying a new joke and not knowing, like part of the joke is what the person says back to you. And so first of all, the person could be like dull, just a dullard. And you say something to them and they just suck all the life out of the room. Or, you know, they say something that is just so beyond stupid that you can't come up with anything to respond with. There's multiple things that I take into account that terrify me to my core about doing it. But the last couple of shows that I did, I wasn't afraid to do it. And it would usually start with somebody saying something and me going like, all right, let's let's do this now. And so I'm going to be sharing stuff like that too on the YouTube and everything like that just to get fun things out there, things that people can watch. I'm also looking into starting a little uh, like... I guess, mistress of none in action kind of thing where I'm meeting with some of my favorite people in the capital region and doing what they do with them for a little bit. And I mean, it's going to just fail spectacularly and I can't wait to do that. One of the big things that I want to learn how to do, this is on my dream list, bucket list, whatever you want to call it. I want to make a really pretty cake. I only recently got even remotely okay as a baker. I still am not great. I can make a fucking mess better than I can make a cake. I've always made good cookies. Not always. The past like 10 years, I figured out the cookie. I figured out a couple decent cakes. But then I made a cake. You know, I have to mention Josh Morris at least once an episode. I made a cake for Josh. He wanted red velvet with cream cheese frosting. And everybody said it tasted good, but it looked like a murder. It was just, <laughs> I don't know what happened. There was no stability to the cake itself. And I must have like, I don't know, the icing was just not stiff enough. And the thing was just flopping over and sliding over. And the recipe that I followed, it must have been wrong because I follow these recipes to a T. And whatever the recipe was, I called for this frosting. It made enough frosting for like four cakes. So I showed up for Josh's birthday. I gave him a fallen cake in a huge Tupperware full of icing. And um, yeah, so, you know, I'm definitely heavier now than I was in the summer. But we're, we're going to work on that. So I want to make a really pretty cake. And I already know who I'm going to ask. And I think it's going to be a tremendous episode. It's going to be a lot of fun because this gentleman is just so sassy and he makes such great cakes and he is just not going to suffer me at all. And it's going to be a magical thing to watch. So that's just one of the things that I'm thinking about looking forward to. I might visit my buddy Matt Baumgartner on the farm and I don't know, like ride some pigs or feed some goats or something like that. You know, different things like that. I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to try and do more stuff like that. Um, the reason why I'm making these shifts and stuff, I mean, part of it is, is fun and it's creative and it's new and it's fresh and it's nice to change things up, is it's more of a necessity than anything else. And what a lot of people don't understand is that no matter how funny you are as a comic, I mean, it definitely helps to be funny and to be good at what you do, but that's really only half the game these days. I know some people that are just ridiculously funny, but they send their tapes out, and a lot of places will look at the tape 
for like a few seconds, but they're mostly looking to see how many followers you have and how engaging you are and how much area you cover. And that's tough. That's hard to keep up with. You know, I use the word content a lot. And I'm constantly making reels and constantly doing stuff like that. And it doesn't, like, even my husband jokes with me. He's like, are you you done playing on your phone or making that? And I'm like, this is actually work, believe it or not. I know it's, like, silly because I'm splicing together videos terribly and <laughs> they come out ridiculous. But as long as they're funny and as long as they get engagement, then I'm doing my job. Luckily, the special hit uh, 25,000 people. I'm hoping to keep that going. Um, but while people are there, I'm hoping to give them more stuff to watch, but that is really the name of the game these days. And I mean, I could say that it's unfortunate, but it's not, I mean, it's forever changing. Like we didn't even have TikTok a few years ago and now TikTok for certain age groups anyway, that is, that is where it's at. Like a lot of places when you're submitting stuff, they want to know if you have a TikTok and it's again, it's forever changing. YouTube seems to be the constant. So that's what I'm giving a lot of my focus to when I can. Um, we didn't even have Instagram until like, you know, 10, 12 years ago. So it's like there's going to keep being new stuff and new trends that you have to follow. You can keep writing and keep hustling and be a great comic. But unless you're doing, unless you're playing the game, you're not going to have the success that you want. And I'm ready to play the game. I've always been a bit of a hustler. I feel uh, I feel a little aged when I say stuff like that. <laughs> like, um, I'm always reminded of 30 Rock, the character Steve Buscemi, when he was like undercover at school, the howdy do fellow kids. That's how I felt when I took uh, the comedy, uh, it was like a workshop down in New York, the one that I ended up getting passed into the club with. It was me and about 12 or 13 20-year-olds. And luckily, I mean, I did very well. I was definitely the valedictorian of the class, but I also felt like, uh, <laughs> like, like a really badly written character in 21 Jump Street, you know? Um, but whatever, you know? I, I don't mind hanging out with some kids. I made a joke with them that I don't know what a dad joke is because my dad sucked, but that one doesn't go over so well up here because people, I guess, have good relationships with their dads. Down in the city, though, that shit kills. Anyway, I am all over the place. Um, I'm excited, though. I'm excited for the things that I have coming up. I'm excited that every time I make a graphic for online, how many times I get to write comedy, and that's something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time, and I feel like I'm finally able to do it. I have, uh, I'm bringing back Chicks Are Funny to the Albany Funny Bone. I will have some vouchers and stuff to give out, but the tickets are only 15 bucks. So, you know, don't be a dick. Uh, but if you're broke, if you're ever broke, honestly, here, here's this. If you're ever broke and you're somebody that's actually been to shows before, I mean, like, I'm not giving you a free ticket if you've never been out to see me. But if like you're broke and you want to come to a show, Shoot me a message. Don't ever be embarrassed. I'll, I'll hook it up. I, I would rather have good people that I really love in the audience than make a lot of money off of a show. And I mean that. And I'm probably going to regret saying that. But right now I mean it. Again, if you've been to a show before, like 
I can't tell you how many times I keep, I've been making a lot of new friends and I use that term very loosely and with air quotes because I have, the better you do in life, the more people tend to want things from you. Shit, that's supposed to be muted. Little pings in the background that I can't control. That's just another friend messaging me for something. <sighs> oh... But it, it's tough. It's a double-edged sword, you know, and um, I'm grateful for everything that I've got going on and everything that's been happening. But, you know, it can be a little tiring. Uh, the music thing, I am working on a new album with some new music. And I'm really, really loving the monthly thing at Cafe Lena. I'm so excited for the one next week. I've got uh, Buggy Jive, Brian Thomas. Uh, who is amazing. I've got Zan Schrumpfeld of Zan and the Winter Folk. And I've got a great, great old friend of mine. Her name is Kim Buckley. Kim was there when I first started, when I was so green. I was 22 years old, fresh out of college. I just showed up at an open mic, met her. She was just amazing to me right off the bat without ever wanting anything in return. She, she helped me out. She put me on shows with her. She hooked me up with some great people. She got me on the radio. And uh, she moved out to the country and got a little domesticated. And, um, you know, we just kind of like parted ways. We would see each other every once in a while and, and bump into each other every once in a while. But it had been a really long time. And I reached out to her. And I was like, I would just love to play with you again. And so she's going to be on the bill at Cafe Lena. And I'm going to totally fangirl. If anybody was there last time, I've been watching video and cracking myself up at how much I fangirled over that lineup that we had with uh, Girl Blue, Josh, and um, John Glenn from um, Stellar Young. John Glenn is amazing, and he's been, I, I've just really loved Stellar Young and The City Never Sleeps when he first, when I first discovered them a while ago, and he played one of his old songs for me to sing along with, and it was just like, you would have thought I was like at a New Kids on the Block concert. I'm so, it was so great. Anyway, that's probably going to happen again, and those are the people that I like to work with, and I'm really excited that I'm getting some really great musicians to come and play. It's still very early in the series and we're hoping that Cafe Lena wants to keep it going. The only way that's going to happen is if people come out and watch it and support it. And I think so far it's going pretty well. Our first two shows were right after Thanksgiving and right after Christmas. And we sold quite a few tickets considering. So I'm hoping that it'll keep rising and that they'll let me uh, keep running with it. I do feel bad because I've had some people that have reached out to me that want to be on it. And again, part of the game, like I was saying with comedy, it's not just about how talented you are. It's also about who you can bring to support you. And I, I'm sorry to, that that's the reality of it. But like if this show doesn't sell tickets then there is no show. And I had somebody ask me last night and they said, I would love to be on that. And I said, okay. I said, just putting it out there. This show is contingent on how many people come to see it. You know, like how many people would come to see you if you were on it? And he goes, oh, that's tough. You know, I usually can get my girlfriend to come out. And I'm like, 
I can't. I can't do that. And I, I've actually considered trying to do a course or something where I could just kind of teach people a little bit about how to market yourself and how to get people to, to follow you and how to get people to come out and see you because it's exhausting, but it's part of the game. It's what you have to do. I don't, I wish that I could just fucking show up and play. I believe me, that would be amazing. If I could spend all my time focused on writing music and writing jokes and then just performing, what a great life that would be. But that is not the reality. That is not, that's not how it works. And I've met some very talented and very lovely and very nice people that want to be parts of the shows that I do. And I can't always risk it. I hope that makes sense to some people because I know that I end up coming across as as a bitch by turning people down for these things. But if I don't sell tickets to this show, and there's only so many that I can sell because this is all that I'm doing now. Every event that I'm doing these days are ticketed events. And that was the path that I chose, and that was the decision that I made to get away from the other music and do this. And it's been a lot of hard work. But I I can only put people on these bills that are going to help sell these tickets. And I don't know why I feel like I'm like always explaining that. I, I feel like that should be common sense. I would love to be able to offer some sort of course. But I always used to laugh like when I first started out in comedy and somebody would offer like a comedy class. And it would be somebody that was like a terrible comedian that had really next to no success. And I'd be like, who do you think you are? You know, so I could see people looking at me and being like, well, I, I don't want what she has. But, you know, I think I have some things to offer, at least on a local level. Um, I mean, some people don't even have websites. How do you not have a website? <laughs> like, well, I have Facebook. Not yeah, There's a lot of people. There's going to be a trend. I feel it coming. And I talked to the woman at Cafe Lena about this. She said that she has met with a lot of young people these days that are like anti-technology. So, I mean, if they do happen to look up something and they're not on any form of social media, you, you're going to have to have a website. Even if it's just a landing page, a splash page where you put your dates up or where people can contact you. Like That would be step one. I know some comics in the area that are very talented, but they don't do anything to, you know, get people's data after shows to get engage with people and get people to come out like handing out cards or getting email addresses or anything and I you know I get done with a show and somebody's like oh that one comic was hilarious I would love to see them again how do I look them up I'm like well they're on Facebook but that's it you know so I don't know. I feel like I, you know, I have all the answers, but I still have a thousand questions myself. So I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to be. <sighs> it's nice to be back. I do appreciate the messages that I got from people asking me if I was going to do this again. And I'm sorry that I left folks in the lurch. Um, it was, you know, the holidays too. I thought it was just a good time to just kind of regroup and Take this back over, take complete control of this thing, which is, I mean, it was just stupid in the first place to 
have anyone else handle anything of mine. <laughs> I don't I don't do that often, <laughs> you know. Um, and people have asked me before. They're like, "Do you have an agent or?" or a manager or anything and I've only ever come close like twice and both times it just was like a fiery wreck right away because it's really hard to trust people to see your vision and make it a reality and represent you they have to be a lot like you and I'm good I'm good I can just you know Use one of my split personalities, I guess. So what else? What else do I have coming up? I have, um, I've got a great new venue down in Hudson that is doing some comedy shows. I figured it out. I'm going to do wedding venues in the wintertime. And I'm going to do ski places in the summertime. That's my, that's my whole new business plan. I've uh, been working with this place in Hudson called... Um, Oh my God. Greenport, the Greenport. It's a beautiful venue. I actually looked at it for my own wedding, but they didn't have the date that we wanted, but it's a great venue. I love the woman that runs it. She's a hustler too. We did one show. It went great. Like that night, we immediately booked another date. Um, February 9th, I got Karen Rontowski. I'm going to try and get her on the podcast too, because she is wonderful and so funny. Everything is on the website. All the tickets are on my website. I have a lot of flyers right on the main page where if you click on them, it takes you right to the ticket link. I also, of course, have my monthly Women Aren't Funny at UPH. And that's the first Wednesday of every month. UPH is in Saratoga. Uh, my guest next week is actually going to be Teddy Foster, who uh, runs that place. I forget her exact title. I'm going to screw it up, but... We'll, we'll talk about that next week. She was a fun interview. She's such a fun lady. And, like, she's, she's no nonsense and no bullshit. And I think that's why she and I get along so well. But she really, I think she's very protective of what she has made up there. And so to be accepted into her little family feels pretty, pretty cool. But we get along very well. and We work very well together. And we put on... A great show every month, and I appreciate them just letting me do my thing. And uh, each time I do it, I do new material, which can go great or not, but at least it's new. And, um, yeah, so the next one is February 7th, if that's the first Wednesday. It's February 7th. I've got Liz Glazer, who is so funny. That is going to be a really great show. Who else do I have on that? Oh, yeah. She's great. She's great. Again, all the information is on my website if you want to look that up. Here's the funny part. I'm actually going to my website right now to make sure that I'm telling you guys all the things that that we need to know. Because I can't even keep up. Here's my... This is not a new gripe. But this is like something that just... I mean, it's been driving me nuts since day one. I make... All of this information, so easy and so attainable. I spend hours making sure that you can get whatever you need. Like if you look at my website right now, you can see every show that I have coming up, every ticketed event that I have coming up, the flyers, you click on the flyer, you get the ticket. 
ways to contact me. There was a link that used to be at the top of all the flyers for how to contact me, but people would contact me without scrolling past that. So they wouldn't even try to like get a ticket on their own. They would just message me and I'd be like, it's right there. And then there's a link where you click, it says tour. And that takes you to all the gigs. But again, since they're almost all ticketed ones, they're all on the front page. Because I'm fucking taking care of business. But you can plan ahead a little bit. Like things like, okay, the big band is playing at Rivers Casino on February 16th. That's not a ticketed thing. Uh, just come out and dance and play slots, whatever. It's going to be a fun time. The um, I don't know how to turn off that dinging thing, but it's going to be the death of me if I don't. Um, oh, yeah. Um just realized a mistake. See, this is what I go through all the time. I realized a mistake that I got to go fix. <laughs> oh, I have my mom working for me, so she's clearly fired. Um, I have a lot of good stuff coming up, so make sure you go to the website. You can sign up for my mailing list. I don't send it out very often. You get some tickets to stuff every once in a while. I'm headed back to Syracuse next month. On um, February 8th, I'm going to be at the 443 Social Club doing comedy this time. I'll be back there in April for music, but we're going to try a comedy show there first. Of course, I'm bringing my best girl, Jen McMullen, with me. So if you're in the Syracuse area, hope you'll come see us there. That is not up on the site yet. Um, it's on. It's in the tour dates, but it's not on the main page because I'm waiting for some graphics so that I can make a neat little... A neat little flyer. Um, but that's going to be fun, too. Lots of fun stuff. That's about it for me right now. Um, again, thank you all for, for coming back. And we're going to keep this going. It's going to be every week from now on, unless fiercely explained. But I'm going to record a bunch uh, in advance so that even if I have to take a little time off, I've got some in my pocket to put out there. Uh, just take care of one another and take care of yourselves and like, share, and follow and all that stuff. Um, I appreciate your support and I hate to sound like a beggar, but it's really the easiest things to do are just watch things online and like them and share them and subscribe to things. That's, that would be so wonderful and I would love that so much. So um, oh, one last thing. Last night I got to stop in. Well, it, not last night by the time you listen to this, but whatever. Sunday night I stopped in at Cafe Lena and I got up with my good friends, Cersei, the Cersei. And um, it's just nice every once in a while to be reminded of, like people always think that there's just like big competition and stuff like that. And it always cracked me up because when Melanie and I first started working together like 20 years ago, um, I remember the first time she asked me to play a show with her and I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I told somebody and they said, oh, I didn't think that you guys liked each other. And I said, why would you think that? They're like, I don't know. I just heard that you guys hated each other. And I was like, we've never met. 
And then I said it to Melanie and Melanie just started laughing. And I was like, people back, even then, even back then, before real social media started happening, people would just start shit. And it usually happens to women, I think, more than anything else. But it's like people wanted us to just not get along or something. And good luck with that because we are in love. We had such a wonderful time. She's such a powerhouse. And for her to not only like invite me up on her stage for a song that we wrote together that we're going to record this year, invite me up on her stage and then thank me for showing up. Like, are you kidding me? Like, she has always been so generous, especially during the pandemic, which is when we wrote that song together. We wrote it over FaceTime. And um, maybe I'll find a link and share the clip or something if I can find it. Um, if it sounds okay. Anyway, uh, we didn't get to run through it. She sounds amazing all the time. I don't know how I sounded, so I'll have to check that. But I mean, she just shared all of my stuff and she has such a wide reach and such a huge fan base. And she helped me get like so many more people to to follow my stuff and just did it. Like no questions asked. She's always been that way. And she's a doll and I love her. And last night was magic. And if you're not following them, I I implore you. They're going to be on the podcast if I can ever get time with them. I saw them and they're like, we're leaving Wednesday. It's like, <laughs> if I didn't go crash their stage, it would be, I haven't seen them since September because they're always out. And I love, I love her work ethic. I'm, I'm inspired by her every minute of my life. So the Cersei, check them out. It's just Cersei. I call them the Cersei because I'm an asshole. Um, but this has been Mistress of None. Check shit out on AaronHarks.com. Um, on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Aaron Harks. You can like, listen, follow, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies. I don't care. Just because you don't like them doesn't mean they can't listen. Thank you, and I love you, and I'll see you next week. Bye.